2: You're living life as a gringo Where you question where you fit in every time you mingle They say you do this with none of that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course And man, uh Thursday So it's our Thursday Trends episode I apologize, I sound a little spacey I am battling being, I think, sick It's not COVID, I've tested twice this week And I'm good on that and other than that, I'm getting ready to move into a new studio. Uh, I have a full-blown studio space that I'm really excited about that I'll be moving into. If you're in the New Jersey area, you are uh, you can you know use my podcast studio for your own podcast. Uh, that's going to be a thing I'm going to be doing pretty soon. So a lot of different things going on. There's so much shit that goes into getting all of that together. So I'm being pulled in a million and one different places. But of course, I got to be here to, to give you your trending stories. Now, with all of that in mind, and coming off of a holiday on Monday, I did fall a little bit behind on getting a guest. So I'll be flying solo on today's show. I hope that's all right with y'all. But we're going to tackle some really important stories that are that are happening uh, within our community, within our country. And, uh, and of course, we'll honor somebody from our community who's just doing an excellent, excellent job out there advocating on behalf of of Latinos. Now, no ask a gringo for today's show. I'll be honest with y'all. I uh it's just a representation of the type of week that I'm having. I posted a question and then it didn't post because I guess I didn't have like Wi-Fi and I clicked out of Instagram too quickly, or it, it, I clicked out before it posted or whatever happened. But anyway, I noticed it like basically right before I was supposed to record that the question was just getting posted. So sorry, no ask a gringo on today's show. But we will be getting into a few different things. We'll we'll do an update on um, Man, as sad as this is, the the tragedy that happened in Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary School, the, the shooting, there's some really just crazy details coming out about this whole incident and the police response and, and lack thereof and and now we're getting this vote on a new gun reform bill and it's it's really interesting to see man blatantly right there in front of you people who are choosing politics over the safety of us as American citizens. So we'll we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about an incident that happened with a drag queen who was targeted by Proud Boys. And that that's that like crazy alt-right group that, uh, you know, Trump had working with him during the insurrection and all these things. So they were apparently at an event in San Francisco where they were harassing a a, uh, a, a drag queen and it's being investigated right now as a possible hate crime. So I wanted to touch on that, especially it being Pride Month. And there being so much hate right now, especially all these different "don't say gay" bill that's happening in Florida, and this uh, nonsensical bill about kids being banned from drag shows in, in Texas. Uh, you know that we'll we'll talk about it. And then on some positivity, like I said, we'll we'll talk about somebody who's just been out there doing the work for for our community. Uh, one of our uh, our listeners actually suggested that I, I talk about this person, so we'll talk about her for Army Head this segment. But man, with that said, let's just get into some of these. Uh, Man, the nonsense, I I guess, from from this last week in a segment we call for the people in the back.
3: Say loud for the people in the back. Say loud for the people in the
2: Say a lot for the people in the back. Alright, so we'll start with the the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. that that happened a, a few weeks ago um, in, on May 24th, to be exact. Now, there's new evidence coming out just about the terrible response from police. And, man, it's just fucking scary, right? Because a lot of people will make this argument in the wake of, of these shootings that, oh, every school needs to have police officers and this and that. But we're seeing that that is obviously not the answer, you know, uh, to to these to these problems because even when there are police, you know, these, these tragedies still happen, and the police themselves are not necessarily equipped to even handle these things. Right now, there's new evidence that is pointing a finger at uh, police chief Pete Arredondo, who's uh, from Uvalde, Texas, and and he's ah uh, the 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 chief of police who's kind of been going and hiding and not doing press conferences now and not speaking. And there's been all kinds of weird, like controversy and contradictory statements uh from him about what actually happened that day but there are new police transcripts and footage that have been obtained by the texas tribune and i'm, I'm getting all this from we are me too.com they did a great job of uh kind of breaking down what's happening but in these transcripts and from the footage they they hear and, and see a, a special agent from the texas department of public safety arrive on the scene with the priority of getting the kids out from the school right and They're saying that because of the lack of leadership from the chain of command, the tactical team was actually prevented from engaging at a crucial moment that could have saved lives. Now, uh, when the unnamed agent arrived, he asked if there were children still inside. And he said, quote, if there is, then we just need to go in, the agent urged. Another officer answered, quote, it's unknown at this time. The agent's response was, y'all don't know if there are kids in there. If there are kids in there, we need to go in there and then another officer responded quote whoever is in charge will determine that but basically from from these transcripts what we're hearing is that the person in charge the the chief of police the 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 person heading this whole thing up did not give the proper commands and it makes sense as to why he's been so sort of shady since this has happened with with the news coverage because his story keeps changing he he realizes that he fucked up essentially right now, they're saying that the chief of police, Arredondo has now lawyered up, uh, which is never a good sign if you don't have anything to hide, especially if you are a police officer. Uh, you probably uh, are, are hiding something if you decided to hire a lawyer. I mean, it just seems a little shady. But, but going back into the story, they're saying reports confirm that within 30 minutes of their arrival, Uvalde officers were equipped with the necessary tactical gear to confront the shooter head-on, including four ballistic shields and a halogen, forcible entry equipment used by firefighters to ram down locked doors. They had the tools, said Terry Nichols, a former Seguin police chief and active shooter expert. Quote, tactically, there's lots of different ways you could tackle this, but it takes someone in charge, in front, making and executing decisions, and that simply did not happen. Officers spent 77 minutes, 77 minutes, outside the door where the shooter walked in. Now, originally, the chief of police claimed That there were attempts to open the door. However, now they're saying there is no video evidence that corroborates this claim. And some law enforcement officials have suggested that Arredondo lied about this and his six-person department's response. And they're saying that despite him claiming that he was not the commanding officer that day, multiple officers and DPS agents report hearing Arredondo giving orders that day. Now I can go on. There's a, a few different things that they're, they're talking about here, but it's obvious ineptitude by the police department. And listen, I get it; it's a small town police department. You know, from what we can gather. I mean, I've never been to Valdi, but I'm assuming. But I, I think it just makes even more of the case that you can't even leave these types of things up to the police. And obviously, you know, having stricter gun regulations and laws is not going to eliminate all gun violence. You know, altogether. But it, it definitely, to me would lessen the burden on these small town police officers to, to make crucial, you know, uh decisions that could or could not save lives. I mean, obviously, even with all their training, they were not equipped for this moment. I mean, the article ends by by someone being quoted as saying that essentially these officers just froze, that everybody on the scene essentially froze, which also points out the glaring hole in the idea that we need to arm our teachers and 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 and, and all these different things, right? Like If the police are going in there and fucking freezing and not knowing what to do and are fearful, what do you think some 20 something year old making thirty thousand dollars a year teaching kindergarten is going to do in that situation? Like it's an unfair burden. And I love my teachers. My mom was a teacher. My sister was a teacher. Like they already have far too much shit on their plate. And to think that that is the fucking solution, we just start giving everybody guns. Even the people trained to do this type of stuff that we will do this for a living are freezing in these moments. And to me, that that like makes a point that you can't possibly argue. Like we just have to make it really hard to get these type of weapons out on the streets. Right. And, and that's why there is a a bipartisan gun deal happening right now uh, that that um, the Senate is is voting on. And and the House passed. It. It's moving through the Senate right now. And actually, multiple Republicans have gotten behind it. it. Seems like they're finally going to have the numbers that they need in order to to pass this. And if passed, it would amount to the most significant new federal legislation to address gun violence since the expired 10 year assault weapons ban of 1994. And with that said, though, it is said that it fails to ban any weapons and fall short of what Democrats and polls show most Americans want to see. So this is 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 more of a, a band-aid and and, a sh- and something to, you know, show oh, we're doing something rather than actually going hardcore like they need to be. But it's a start, at least. Right. But you know what's what's fucked up about this? You have multiple Republicans who actually voted against it, 34 Republicans. But the one that stands out to me is is Ted Cruz from Texas, especially considering that this happened in his fucking state. And it just goes to show you that these people prioritize their political gain, their political stature in the party over the safety of the people that are voting for them. Like the numbers show most Americans want stricter gun laws. You have multiple Republicans hopping on board on this. Actually, 14 Republicans voting in favor of this. Why vote against it? And, and the only real reason is you just want your far right extremists to continue voting for you. You want the MAGA party to to continue backing you, essentially. And and that's just really scary especially when we we see this like the the failure of, of law enforcement right all things that they they tell us that need to be done instead of you know banning guns it's like we're, we're trying to find every other solution instead of the obvious one that is right in front of us it just is sad and and it just kind of shows you where these people uh you know what what they really care about and that's just power at the end of the day now i want to touch on something else uh because i i there had been another story out of texas and basically this was like a Another distraction where you had this um, congressperson introduce a bill that would make it illegal for kids to attend drag shows, right? And he was making it like that's some sort of an epidemic happening. And 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 things like this cause ripple effects in the real world, right? And a lot of people will try and deny it depending on what side of the aisle you fall on, right? When when Trump was in office, there were a lot of people saying like, you know, so what if he says what he says? People have to know better. Like when Trump was talking about drinking um whatever the fuck it was drinking bleach to kill the coronavirus but the, the reality is most people are blindly following whatever someone in charge is, is telling them they're not going to decipher what's actually factual or what actually means something right so this is a perfect case of this right here because you had in san francisco a a drag queen named banda dulce and and they were targeted by the Proud Boys, and the Proud Boys are like that far-right extremist group that were a part of the insurrection. The, uh, the main dude is in jail right now. But during an event uh, in, in a suburb of San Francisco, Dulce was hosting this event, and it said that suddenly a group of right-wing extremists stormed the building and began making a scene with threatening and offensive remarks. Quote, you are not safe here, one of the men said to Dulce, who eventually left the event after hiding in the back room for over 30 minutes. Eight to ten Proud Boys marched in with their cameras blazing, pointing at me, jeering from the back, Dulce said. They threw up their white power hand gestures and began hurling insults at her and the parents of the children that were in attendance. And there's a bunch of different things that they, they have on here. I'm not gonna read the disgusting words that they use, but one that's interesting to me is they they said uh it's a it's a pedophile. And and this is something I sadly have heard in my, my regular life is this this narrative and you know these are uh, kind of extended family that fall on the Republican side and they believe these talking points that everybody who is a drag queen or everybody who's gay uh, is, is so, or trans is, is somehow a pedophile like that automatically makes them a pedophile and and there's no wonder where it's coming from it's coming from the, the narrative that's put out online by the Republicans uh, on television on Fox News all these different things and and these I shouldn't even say Republicans anymore. But these are just extremists. Right. And and it's just incredibly sad to think the amount of hate that is is being put out there into this world and the the threats of violence. I mean, these guys are throwing up the white power symbol and then and then spewing these terrible words of, of, of hate, and especially during Pride Month, you know, to see this kind of hate still being spewed. I mean, it's 2022 and, and people are still speaking like this. It's it really just sad to, to see, you know, people are, are, are living their, their lives. And listen, at the end of the day, I think everybody's entitled to their opinion, but you don't have to impede on somebody else's right to live just because you don't agree with them, right? You're allowed to have your opinion about it, but why do you have to go there and then make threats to them? Why do you have to go there and accuse them of being things that they're, they're not? It's just, it's just a really sad way of being. And I, I just want us to, to do better, uh, you know, in this, in this world and, I don't know just I, I just thought it was a necessary story to bring up because I think it shows a direct connection that when people start putting ideas out there, these people in power, they're activating the crazies out there to then go out and and do stuff like this in in public and it's just really sad and for anybody that just you know says, "Oh, this is just politics and these are just people expressing their views on TV and this that it's not it's not all of these things have real world implications, and that's why it's so you know terrible that people get out there in positions of power, be it politicians or people on television and spew this hate and then just go home and, and, you know, and, and sleep like nothing, like nothing happened uh, as, as if they're not activating crazy people like these proud boys uh, out there to, to do their dirty work. It's just really sad. And it's just something to be, to be mindful of, you know, that the uh, words do matter, especially when you are in a position of, of power. And, and, and sadly you're going to have people like this and gonna go out there and, terrorize other people for simply living their lives and obviously it could have gotten much worse than this and luckily it was just you know verbal slurs being thrown out there but but either way it's just uncalled for and it it shows you the power of of words and when you start making it seem like we're at war against certain people because of their lifestyle it does have real world implications that puts others in danger and it shouldn't be that way. Now, with that said, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about something positive, somebody positive, who I think is just doing an incredible job out there. And uh, we'll do that in our mihenta segment. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back.
4: I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prinz Jr., Like a good neighbor, stay is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts
3: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's dot acom slash iHeart.
5: All
2: right, so on, on a positive note, I want to first and foremost give a shout out to uh, one, of, one of our listeners uh, at cross underscore soul uh real name Victor who's been a, a, a just really dope at giving me a lot of feedback which I always appreciate you guys are always able to hit me up in the DMs and I try to answer every one of them and if you want to hear something you got a suggestion whatever it is I always try and respond to that but I, I he made a great point and he he talked about uh covering Bianca Graulau in the the gente segment and I agree with him and and anybody that's not familiar Bianca is an independent journalist from Puerto Rico and her, her Instagram is at Bianca Graulao, and that's G-R-A-U-L-A-U. And um she's an independent journalist from Puerto Rico, like I said. And and she's a really dope story. She she is like on the pulse of everything that's happening in Puerto Rico. And I know I keep going in and out of saying Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm trying to practice here, but she is like really on the pulse of everything that is happening out there. and She's made it basically like her life's purpose to report everything going on in, in Puerto Rico. And and I know not everybody is Puerto Rican listening to this, but it's inspiring because Bianca actually used to work for like a, a normal like TV networks actually here in the States. And I, I can't remember what where she was exactly. I know I think it was a couple of different ones, but her, her story is, is really dope that she basically quit working for you know, TV networks as a reporter for the TV networks and decided that she wanted to go independent and that she wanted to move back to Puerto Rico and focus on covering issues from the island. And she's doing everything herself. You know, I I think she might have a team now, but she was uh and I think she still is like filming everything, setting up interviews, editing, doing all of the above, right? And it's just really inspiring. I, I think I I I've personally have felt a lot of correlations, obviously, with my story and, and deciding to focus in on what's important to me rather than, you know, uh, the ego stroke of being on a gigantic platform, you know, being a member of a gigantic platform. But I think it just shows the power of, of being all in on something. Right. And, and at this point she is amassing crazy numbers. She's had AOC on there and, and, uh, you know, she's done a great job at like exposing a lot of uh, corruption that's happening in Puerto Rico and, and keeping a lot of people informed, you know, especially uh, Puerto Ricans here in the States, you know, who are, are not there to to kind of see the news every day or to, or to check out what's going on. And she's just done a great job of keeping people informed of, of what's going on. And I, I just think it's a super inspiring story, even outside of just being Puerto Rican, which obviously that, that's a, a a huge part of it for me is to to be able to stay in touch with things and to see somebody fighting for for the island so hard i think it's amazing but at the same time it's just inspiring to see somebody chasing after their own dreams and and being unafraid to take a couple steps back in order to build the life that they they really want for themselves uh and and making themselves you know uh a, a person of service for for something they truly believe in so man big shout out to her i think that's just amazing it's inspiring it's definitely pushing me to want to do things to be more community active and uh you know I just think it's great. I think you should definitely check out her, her content. And uh, anybody who's like a aspiring journalist or wanting to work in media, I definitely think checking out what she's doing and, and maybe seeing how you can emulate something like that. Because I, I think people like her are revolutionizing the, the media space, you know, and obviously people like the Young Turks, I would check out all that kind of stuff. Like people who are saying, you know, fuck the, the mainstream media and the nonsense that they feed us. Like, let's just go straight to the source. You know, I have a camera. I have access to YouTube. I can research things and let me get out there and, and try and make a difference. And I just think that that's so, so beautiful to see. So big shout out to Victor for suggesting Bianca. I think that's a great, great uh, choice. Definitely somebody who is uh, putting the pressure on the corruption in, in Puerto Rico and a lot of the, the terrible kind of gentrify, uh, gentrifying and, and displacement that's happening on the island. So big shout out to her uh, for, for all the great work. Now, with that said, man, let's uh, tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew.
6: But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24 7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever. You get your podcast
1: at purdueglobal.edu time for
2: mm. all right so i mean i feel like i kind of dove into everything as much as i could right now i, I think what we saw in, in uvalde texas with the with the police and everything i think it just proves that this idea of giving people guns or having more police would solve all our problems that's just just not true you know there there needs to be maybe a uh, a healthy balance of regulation and then also poli- uh, and then also security right but but that alone that police with more po- that police at the door of the answer obviously is is not the case because we saw an utter failure here and it's just really terrible and also we're seeing a cover up in in real time when it comes to this chief of police and i always say this when when these things get put out in in the open but it's like man think about how many of these types of cover ups or cover ups in general that have happened that we don't hear about, right? This is just one of the ones that happened to make it to the news. But think about all the ones happening in small towns all around the country that we don't hear about. And that just scares the living shit out of me to be completely honest with you. And then this story of you have these proud boys, you know, spewing hate, uh, you know, against a, a, a drag queen in in San Francisco. It's just it's just terrible, you know, and. And there's no excuse for that. there never is an excuse for that again, if you disagree with people's lifestyle that's that's okay. but it doesn't mean that you're allowed to wish harm upon them. It doesn't mean that you are allowed to try and influence how they live just because you don't agree with it. You know whatever you don't you don't have to interact with people that you don't agree with right That's just the beauty of of life and the freedom that we all have. but to try and scare people and to man just go after them in negative ways when they're just trying to live their their lives there's just no excuse and it's really sad to see that still exists uh you know in this in this country and in this world in in 2022 but you know that's that's kind of where we're at and and you got to call out the the hate when you see it and hopefully these these guys will be charged uh for for a hate crime and it's just it's just crazy it's crazy to think we live in a country where people are so comfortable like they're on film doing this and they're filming themselves and they're throwing up the white power signs on camera, like as if it's nothing. That's just fucking scary. And then again, big shots to, to Bianca Kralau for doing just amazing work and being an inspiration for, for going against the machine. Right. And, and proving that you can have success on your own. If you, if you really, you know, bust your ass and try and create a quality product and, and do something that is of service to people and, and is a, uh, you know giving back to people i think that that's just a, a testament to how powerful we can be especially in today's day and age man with the internet and everything that we have you know you don't have to be a part of the the big system to find success or to make a difference and, and she just proves that and uh shout out to her and everybody else who's out there you know doing things independently and showing us that that things like this are possible i just think it's beautiful now, with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning into this episode. I appreciate y'all. If you have feedback at DJ Dramos on Instagram, I try and check all those DMs as much as I can, the ones that are appropriate. Uh, anything you want to hear, you want me to talk about, you think I missed something, just let me know. I've always opened these conversations. I love your feedback. I, I really do mean it when I say that this show is as much yours as it is mine. So I appreciate y'all. Now, with that said, have an amazing weekend. I'm going to get back to, man, uh, trying to get this studio together. For the rest of the, the weekend. I hope you have a great weekend though. I'll catch you all on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Until then, stay safe. Peace. Life as a gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network.